The Movie Hour, episode 159, November 24th, 2011. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Spoiler alert! The following our programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode, the James Dean's Rebel Without a Movie Hour. I am, of course, Greg Maloney, your host for this delightful evening. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-host, Brother James, and everyone's favorite, Blessed Son, Jeff. Welcome back, gentlemen. Yay! That's me. That's that's us, baby. We do actually have a, uh, uh, today or tonight, we have our special co-host, Josh, joining us tonight from the West Coast. Welcome back, man. I actually, I changed my name to Edward Cullen. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you can call me. I'm fucking hot. I'm totally on Team Edward. I'm in. What What do we do next? Uh, we go rape some vampires. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess we rape the other... What are the other guys? Uh, oh, the, the werewolves. Kristen Stewart? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We also... Uh, uh, that's already torn up, dude. She had some kind of devil child or something. That hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. C-section, mon frere. Ever heard of it? <laughs> we have some uh, live j- listeners joining us uh, also tonight. It's always a pleasure having you guys aboard. Thank you guys for listening. This is going to be a uh, fantastic night. And as Josh had mentioned, um, I don't know. I, like Josh, did you go see Breaking Dawn? Were you one of the one of the? Oh, I don't know. I thought you thought you'd have been that. That'd have been. I do have some. I haven't st- even seen the second. I saw the first one. I haven't even seen the second one or the third one. Interesting. The first one turned you off. The first one was terrible. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do I, for whatever reason though. I do have kind of a. I kind of want to see the second one. This just I how the second it. one's all about like. Uh, Kristen Stewart pretty much throwing herself in harm's way so like Edward will show up and save her and I just find that hilarious. That a girl. That's <laughs> get him. That's how you get him right there. Oh, apparently, apparently some of our live listeners saw it. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Hiccup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what also happened? The Lions won. P.S. Got to throw that in there. Yeah, big comeback win. Yeah, I, I pretty much just started laughing after I checked. I was watching it or checking GameCast online. Two picks already. Oh, my God. This is going to be an awful game, and they won. Thank God. But I want to get that Come back, cats. Before we throw it, throw down the Holly Hunters Highwood Hoopla, which is the, the big deal today, the super big deal. And I don't know if you guys, it's been posted on Gunga Pit and uh, on the Facebook page, but you guys hear about this uh, Arrested Development stuff on Netflix? Have you heard about no. this uh, companionship? Oh, What's my God. What's the situation? Oh, my God. Well, as our avid listeners know, maybe not Jeff and Josh, but our listeners uh, might know. Um, we've been shitting on Netflix for their months now since they. Are you kidding me? I've been I've been at the head of that. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I've been the spear of that operation, <laughs> the tip of the spear. Well, what's it? What's interesting? Oops. I didn't I didn't know this. I was looking at some of the numbers again, sort of jumping, uh, going around your helmet on this one. Um, five months ago, Netflix stock was worth three hundred five dollars. Guess how much it's worth now? Guess. $172 million five? No, no. Uh, $70 a share is actually. Wow. 70 So awesome. five months went down to $70. That's what you get when you make horrible business decisions. Right. Now, speaking of business decisions, in an effort to curb these losses, uh, Netflix apparently has outbid Showtime, amongst other people, uh, for exclusive rights to show the new Arrested Development episodes when they're finally produced and brought mm-hmm. brought out. Wait, and, what? So you have to ha- you, you have, have to have, have, have Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Wait, okay. hang on. When you say you have to have Netflix, what you really mean is you have to have the internet because someone's gonna rip them out into their computer within five minutes. If you're suggesting, I'm suggesting that you don't do anything illegal. That's <laughs> what I'm suggesting. <laughs> We're not condoning anything illegal, but yeah, it's uh, you do need to have Netflix to watch the what at least is what this deal says. Uh, you need to have Netflix to watch the rest of development episodes whenever they're finally created and produced. Right. Yeah, you need you guys. You need Netflix. Yeah. So gotta have it. I don't know how to feel? I really don't know how to feel about this. It's kind. Would of... you renew just to see it? <sighs> I don't know. It's it's another thing too where they don't have any anything concrete in terms of who's coming back and who's not, which I'm sure they're going to get a lot of the people, but maybe well, no. you know, it, this just seems so strange back to the Netflix thing. Well, I mean, not to, not that we've gotten away from it, but like the whole idea of Netflix is that it was great because you could you could not have to have a TV because, you know, the whole idea of like having to have this channel or that channel like it's just a pain in the ass. Right. And you could just get Netflix. Like now now they're becoming part of the problem. Because they're going to be one sole proprietor of some 
TV show. I'm, I'm everyone's not a fan picking of this up pieces of I different media. Right. Yeah, it's not. It's I have mixed emotions about it. Very mixed emotions, and and now it's interesting now that it, like I've been reading more about the rest development stuff and how it's just they don't know who's on board yet. It just gets me nervous, man. It just gets me nervous that it's just going to be awful. But I wonder how much they paid for that. Like, if you're arrested, develop like if you're making that, that's yeah. Gonna be Warner worth Brothers, a lot. I think it's like Warner Brothers, Fox ish owns like the publishing rights, and they put it pretty much put it out to bid. So I don't know. That's, that's got to be worth a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but very interesting Netflix getting, getting back in the ring somehow. We'll see how it works out. But, um, the one depressing thing, I, I guess it's depressing. It's kind of emo cause it's about twilight. It, uh, made 138 million this weekend. I don't know who else made 138 million this weekend, but twilight did. Warren Buffett, <laughs> Mike Tyson, <laughs> Mike Tyson. Maybe, maybe Warren Buffett. Yeah. Probably. Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Restored even stevenvaldo.org. Everybody go now. Uh, but yeah, 138 million, which makes it a uh, fifth best weekend opening weekend of all time. Congratulations! Did not beat out uh, New Moon, which I'm sure some of our live listeners also saw opening weekend. It was kind of a funny story. Uh, James and I went to the theater on Saturday. That was Saturday, right, James? And we went and caught a yeah. Ides of March. James Patterson. Yeah, yeah, James Patterson <laughs> caught Ides of March. So we were witnessing some of the the zoo that was twilight even though it was only it was saturday so a little bit after the main crowds but it was uh yeah definitely a crazy crazy uh zone and especially since when we left which it had to be what like 10 30 11 o'clock we ran into um people that we knew of the show uh cookie and uh missy on their way to go see yes. go see yeah. the late night yeah we were talking to them about it and apparently i don't, don't spoiler alert and some of our, our live listener won't be able to answer this i was asking about the the vampire c-section and apparently that's going to be the next movie that's not in this movie no it's in this movie is it it's been yeah. confirmed okay yes see she had the question going in that it was not going to be in this movie yeah she says it is it was it was done interesting I wonder how her- it must have been horrific. It must have been horrific, but they probably show everything too. <laughs> What's great? I love the poster of this movie. Like the main poster, it literally looks like a romance novel. Like it's just so it's killing me. It's killing me, people. God, I don't understand how you're not into this, Greg. I don't, I don't understand yeah. what you think is the difference between this and a romance novel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> what are you expecting? I don't know. I don't know. Just. Yeah, it seems funny like, and werewolves with guns. I've seen the numbers and like it's it's getting proportionally more female, but proportionally uh, proportionally more older females watching watching the series as it progresses. And this isn't just based on time and how much they're aging. It's like jumping multiple years to now. There's an older crowd watching these movies, and I just I find it find it funny. But anyways, I'm done done with Twilight. Congratulations, you made 138 million. I'm sure everybody. You may, you may be done with Twilight, but it's definitely not done with you. I got <laughs> here till it's uh, till it's over. But yeah, anyhow, the the last but not least, and this actually pertains to some of the live listeners because I know they'll be interested in this. And I got a little of a uh, pop quiz for you guys. And the, Jeff, this is huge for you too. Star Trek. I, we were talking about Blu-rays last week, and they're uh, beating it Black Friday, and me looking at uh, sales because I'm a I'm a shopper. I'm a shopper at heart. Um, I was looking at some movie sales and. Apparently, you can be the lucky owner of the Star Trek original movie series come Black Friday for only $40. Did you know that? Damn. Jeff, now's your chance. You can get Wrath of Khan. You can dominate it. The search for Spock. (laughs) The search for Spock. Now, really quick, I'm expecting this to be done fairly quickly. Can you guess, out of the six movies, each DVD has a different character on the DVD what are the six characters? Yes, you want them in order. Are you just opening I, this up? I'm opening it up. Can, can I try first? Because yeah. I really don't know anything about Star Trek. Yes, let Jeff go Dude. first. Okay, so Kirk, Spock. Yep. Scotty. Yep. Uh, Zoe Zeldana. Uhura. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, Uhura is an answer, correct. Um, The doctor guy. That's not going to be enough, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! I'm a dot, 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 dot. Whatever that guy's name is. Uh, Bones or McCoy would have been would have been. Yeah, Bones or McCoy. Um, <laughs> that's a strange name. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, 
and um, Han Solo. And I'm sorry, there's seven. Um, I said six. There's seven. Nope, you're missing. You're missing one. Well, no, you're missing two. two unless Han Solo's on one. Of them. <laughs> Han Solo must have been right based off that math. James and Josh. Uh, oh. So we're talking about the first six movies only, right? Is it just Chekhov and Sulu? That's exactly what it is. You guys are good. Yeah, that's that easy, be... dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a weird one. It is easy. I was just hoping it to be done quicker, but then we sort of just limited it to Jeff. And then... Yeah, I'm sorry. I wanted to be the star. You you were almost the star. You were almost the star. You were a big, and great star. Jeff's always the star of my well, heart. Okay, Star Trek doesn't do it for you. Also, and this is a big, this is sort of hits home for me, Rocky series on Black Friday, $23 free shipping, $23. Blue I'm going to say... Balboa, 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 and Balboa. Am I right? I don't know. <laughs> Bullshit. He's not on one. They did it. Yeah. If Mr. T's not on one and Dolph Lundgren's not on another, I don't want it. Clubbing. <laughs> Which movies does that include? Is it the first four, or does it include five and six it's as well? Five and six as well. Oh yeah. my god. For twenty dollars? <laughs> twenty twenty two forty nine to be exact. I'm done. You were like a son to me. <laughs> Buy it and it will never come out of the plastic wrap. Oh, man. Yeah, so if, uh, if you don't get enough of just laughing about our uh, laughing, enjoying our podcast, now you might save some money because uh, the Rocky series is just... You want a job, Paulie? You, you want a Paulie? <laughs> uh, but that does it for the High Hunters Hollywood Hoopla, but we do have some movie reviews today. Uh, I think, James or Jeff, which one of you guys want to want to kick us off? Uh, I can go, I guess. So be it. Okay. Um, as Gregory had mentioned, uh, the two of us went to go see Ides of March this weekend uh, in theaters now. Uh, it's a political drama. centers around a guy named Stephen Myers. Uh, he's a political campaign consultant who kind of believes in ideals, and he's found his candidate that he believes in, and they're in the midst of a, like a two-candidate primary. Um, a series of events kind of turns the campaign on its ear, and things turn sour for Stephen really quickly. Um, and the rest of the movie kind of just shows how Steven reacts to all this. Uh, the movie's got an all-star cast. It's got Clooney, Ryan Gosling, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Paul Giamatti, Evan Rachel Wood, Marissa Tomei. Front of the show. Uh, yeah. Hot. Um, Jim's girlfriend. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of good performances. Uh, I think Giamatti. Isn't she a little my... old for you, Jim? <laughs> I don't think anybody's. No old. one's. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think out of the bunch, I bet, I th- in my opinion, Giamatti did the best. Um, I did enjoy the film. I was kind of let down by a few things. Um, like I said, there were good performances, but I didn't think any of them were stellar. Like nothing Oscar worthy in there. Um, I also thought going into it, it was going to be kind of a tale of morals winning out in the world of politics and it wasn't about that really it was the 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 resounding message was politics corrupts everybody and so i was a little disappointed in that i guess and then uh i was also kind of disappointed in how quickly the main characters just abandoned his just snaps like high ground yeah he's just like okay i'm i no longer care about ideals i'm in with you guys i'm gonna fight dirty too so that's kind of how I came away with it, but I did enjoy it. It's interesting. I was engaged with all the dialogue and stuff like that the entire time. I didn't, you know, didn't get bored or anything. So good movie. Um, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed it too. And it's been, it's been around for a while. Like I know we were sort of catching this a little late. It was, it was one of those situations. We actually, um, we saw this with our, our father. It was fantastic, but he's a political drama guy and it was between this and Jay Edgar. And I remember James saying that he would rather see this way over Jay Edgar. And of course that's what we ended up catching, but um, yeah, you won, you won. Congratulations. But um, yeah, the, the thing was, I actually hadn't seen a movie directed by George Clooney yet until now. I uh, I liked it. I think he did a good job. And what was crazy was over a lot of the things in the movie, I loved the titling. The titling was awesome. It was almost like it was almost like a throwback. I was almost like I was watching Ground Grindhouse over again. Like it's where they almost like put letters on a board and recorded it, and it was a little slightly out of focus, so it looked like it was just cool. You got to see it. It's uh it's just basic. It's really basic. It's like a movie from the '60s or something, and it was really I I, I thought that was awesome. Anyways, um. I thought Ryan Gosling did a good job. Like I, I've seen him in the Notebook. I've seen him in. I did not oh see. Oh my Drive. god! Yeah, come on, everyone. You haven't seen the Notebook? No. Yeah, I have seen it. I okay. think I threw up for like right, two right. hours straight. Right, right. So I was expecting. I was expecting Ryan Gosling from the Notebook, and that he did. He does a good job in this. Um, what I also was surprised by was the lack of George Clooney. I sort of thought it was gonna be a Ryan Gosling, George Clooney head to head 
showdown in this. I don't know if yeah. you got the impression too, James, but he's only like George Clooney's barely in it. Um, Paul G. Well, yeah, he was busy directing. I mean, you can't do two things. Yeah, like Braveheart. You couldn't. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. But Philip uh, <laughs> Seymour Hoffman, Paul Giamatti being playing the opposing political campaign directors. I uh, I was I actually didn't expect them to be in it as much as they were, but I, I did enjoy uh, their roles in it. Um, the one thing I got caught up watching the movie was I was started thinking about like real politics as I was watching it because they just start talking about like classic. They're in a Democratic primary, so they're bringing up. Issue, democratic issues uh or democratic party issues and then like what they're going to do with a general campaign kind of thing and i couldn't just i couldn't help myself just applying it to real life scenarios and i was laughing about a situation in the middle of the movie where you literally you have ryan gosling being pretty much the head of this guy's democratic political political campaign driving a girl to go get an abortion and i just laughed <laughs> just oh that's not gonna work out very well <laughs> just, i couldn't i could not stop thinking about it and um it caught i like it made me not enjoy the movie as much but um i don't know a solid movie I, how could you enjoy a movie with baby killers in it i mean yeah, exactly ridiculous. but yeah evan rachel that's why i hate the world evan rachel would if i could uh does a very very nice job she's a she's a uh a pretty pretty girl and uh yeah i think um i w- i enjoyed it no no stamp or anything but if you're uh, I, and i don't have a comparison to j edgar yet so in terms of political dramas that are out there um i wasn't i wasn't upset that i spent the money that's for sure and it was uh i should mention when we left the theater and uh, uh my roommate matt can attest to this and cat actually when we left the theater i f- we found a wallet on the ground this is completely- oh, did you steal the money completely random there was there was like 80 bucks in it and we did the right thing and turned it in but oh my god here's the you thing. know the guy behind the register Titus. right here's the thing we when we turned it in there were like four people there and turned so it each in. of them got 20 bucks yeah, that's that's possible it really is <laughs> and if each of you getting 20 bucks each it of them really is. like they'd be like oh look it we can split this evenly perfect yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it was uh it was it wasn't even a wallet it was like a uh, tri-fold um, Detroit Red Wings like Velcro wallet. I'm just like, dude, I, we got it. Like it was some twenty, what twenty two. Some kid needs this money. Yeah, some kid really needs this money. You, the right thing to do is to just take the cash out and give the wallet back. And anyone who ever steals my wallet should feel free to do that. With. Yeah. <laughs> so because I expect you to do this, it's okay for me. Yeah. I'm t- no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to lose 80 bucks. It's another thing to lose all your credit cards and your ID and your giant pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Take my $80. Just give me that f- the rest of that shit. I'm That's what you guys should have done. Should've yeah. Money. That's jerks. <laughs> you assholes. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Here we are sitting in this crumbling fucking studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could have used that $80. Could have used that. <laughs> Dude, we're well off. No worries. No some worries. some jerk off who can afford Velcro on his wallet is all of a sudden eighty bucks richer. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, um, wanted to bring that up before I I got to. Uh, I'll do my movie review next. It's uh. Yeah. Thanks for the movie review there, James. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. thank you, James, for your movie review. It's been yeah, a while, you actually but... went and saw a movie, which is cool. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. We uh, I ended up now. You're probably expecting for me to review Fargo. Turns out I don't I don't own Fargo, and I thought oh, it. it's and on HBO on demand right now. Really, that helps. It does help. It does help. Can, can we get we, HBO? Uh, I can get H. I can I can see it. Anyways, we have our own political drama going on here. So I did not catch Fargo because I was I was completely expecting it today. Checking it out. Here we go. Fargo time was not available. So. I ended up catching a complete opposite movie from Fargo. I watched The Cove, uh, the documentary that won. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Uh, for 2009. It's, uh, it was intense, to say the least. There's not enough alcohol in the studio to drown out the, um, the heavy... The, heavy uh, the screams of dolphins. The screams of dolphins. Um, so, yeah, the story is pretty much about a uh, town in Japan, Taijay, Japan, that... Recently, not like I think it's been going on. I don't remember. It was something like ten years where they uh, have been bringing 
they have fishermen in this local town that will go out fishing boats while the dolphins are like seasonally coming by. It starts like September and goes on for six months. And they use just pretty much really basic sounds to drive the dolphins into this cove, trap them, and then sell these dolphins that get picked out by specific, you know, trainers, whatnot, that look for bottlenose dolphins, which look like flipper, pretty much. These are the ones you see at SeaWorld. And even though SeaWorld claims anyone in America, anyways, any SeaWorlds in America, <clears throat> say they haven't gotten any dolphins from there recently, it's understood that they got them from there before and they've been breeding them since. Um, yeah, recently, as in like the past five days or what? <laughs> um, so. It's so what happens is they pick out these dolphins and they get sold to captivity. It's like 150,000 per dolphin at that point. What? That's what a ripoff. And what happens is there are all these other dolphins and porpoises that are caught during this drive that don't get sold and end up getting killed for pretty much no reason. Like there's, they talk about the use of dolphin meat and how it's really high in mercury and how it's terrible for you, but they don't have anything else to do with it. And the fishermen just, cut them up um it ended up being uh it start, follows around a, a certain group of people the first person being richard o'berry who was actually um the original trainer for flipper the dolphin which i uh forget her actual name that they gave her not flipper it was like a uh, kathy i think and he Gertrude. ends he feels responsible for creating this entire economy that's ba- like all the sea worlds in the world these sea life observation places where you can go swim with the dolphins and hang out like with dolphins this whole idea that people just need to be next to dolphins and feels this responsibility way later and starts just going on a tirade of trying to release as many dolphins from captivity as possible and he's been devoting the past couple of years of his life to this specific area because nobody knew about it and he wanted to bring awareness to it and brings in, um, I already forgot his name, but uh, he's from the Oceanic Preservation Society, which is actually based in Boulder. So if uh, from the show, Michelle ends up wanting to stop by. Um, uh, Louis Saihoyo. Wait, 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 wait. The Oceanic Preservation yeah, Society is based where? Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> Beautiful the ocean there. as well. Beautiful, yeah. Landlocked. Next ocean, right next to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. It's... Uh, they are in a central location, though, like East Coast, West Coast. Right That's there. um, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Like the um, so you know, the uh, <laughs> I, I I have my cactus society uh, that that I that I run out of Newfoundland. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. That's a lie. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know everything about me. Anyways, I like cactuses, and I and I I run things in Newfoundland sometimes. The guy's the guy's name's uh, Luis Sahoyos, I think is. Oh, that's made up too. This yeah. guy's a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but so he gets an, he gets pretty much a call uh, from our this other dolphin lover, Richard O'Berry, uh, and how he's set up in Japan. And he goes and checks it out, and he realizes how bad it is. So then he brings pretty much. Um, these fishermen have the whole place secluded. You can't see where they're actually killing the dolphins. You can see where they're corralling them, but then they take them to the actual, the cove and kill them in this small area. And they, they have no photography of it. They just want to bring awareness to the situation. So they pretty much enlist a top notch team, which they even refer to as like their own little oceans 11 to go in, drop cameras, recorders, and pretty much document what happens and then get it out to the world, which they eventually do by the end of the movie. And they do show you pretty much everything. And it's, it's intense. It's uh, so what kind of time like expires during the filming. They don't like, is this over years. I mean, are they just showing you part of it? There's a point where uh, they're showing you parts of it and it's sort of set up the same way as the wire do where they sort of in the beginning of the movie, they show them in a van, like pretty much going in, and about to infiltrate this place at night with, you know, like they have all kinds of equipment with them. And then okay. they go back step by step, like, okay, well, here's how it started. And this is pretty much where we, where we went spot by spot. We had to get this person involved, and this person involved. They don't talk about dates. Um, I've got a feeling they do it all in one season, which I think it's like a six month season that they do this. Cause they don't talk about like going off for a year and coming back. Ah, uh, yes. Dolphin murders. Dolphin yeah. hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> right after a wabbit season. Well, the dolphins <laughs> are coming by that area in Japan, and the, yeah. Anyways, um, so see Fisher Stevens. <laughs> I remember a dolphin murder season when I was a child. <laughs> um, 
yeah it's it's really it's a really tough movie to watch it's it's a night like it seems really on the level there i was reading up about it and there were only a couple of disputed facts in it that just have to do they did sort of like a where are they now at the very end of it and that's only the only things they disputed like oh he's not fired now he's still part of our group and it's um it's, he is still murdering y'all still <laughs> um but yeah, it's, sons of bitches and it's, we would never fire <laughs> it's a tough movie to watch luckily you know it's one of those where i'm just going to draw my sorrows and beer and probably forget about it in a couple of days and ignorance is bliss situation but you know what you should do to remind yourself <laughs> drill a blowhole into the top of your skull yeah that would do it <laughs> that would do it uh, greg greg don't don't do what Josh is saying. It's a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, anybody that's like, I think it's it seems very factual based, and it's you're literally watching the video of it happen, so it's hard to say, oh well, this is bias, and it's uh yeah, you can you can check it out. One is Fisher Stevens appear in it at all, or is he oh just behind the scenes? I take I it saw Fisher Stevens at all in it, okay. and I'm pretty sure he's yeah he's not in it. Um, they uh it yeah you were talking about how he was he produced and ex- accepted the award. yeah accepted it. Yeah. like whoa. The guy from Hackers is accepting an Oscar. Weird. Yeah, it's uh, it like if you're interested looking like it's sort of like just going out watching watching a documentary. It's you know it's it gives you information and you can do with it what you will and it's it's intense uh, to say the least. So, uh, yeah, that was the movie I caught. Jeff, did you want to discuss a movie review? Real briefly, um, I saw Gran Torino for the first time. Show of hands, who's seen this movie? I'm seen it. I'm representing. No, I haven't seen nothing. I saw um, it. So Josh, I think Josh saw yeah. it. Yeah. All right. I saw. So I saw it. I was I, I was struck by, like I don't know. I thought that I, I thought well, in the was, past that Clint Eastwood movies have had sort of like a uh, a sort of like moral ambiguity at the end. Like, is this good? Is this bad? They leave you wondering, you know, things. Whereas this was like it, it was a very clear up and down like. Here are some gang people. The gang people are one-dimensionally oh, yeah. terrible people. Here, like, here is this. Yeah, here, and it, it was it, you just didn't have a lot of like interesting characters. I'm sorry, Josh. What were you saying? I it really beat you over the head with. I think the point that it was going for. Right. Right. Exactly. And it had like, in addition to that, it had a lot of like, in addition to being very uh, like sledgehammer like in that way, it had a lot of like movie conventions that I thought were sort of like, okay, yeah, all right, montage now. Like, yeah, the kid at first isn't, you know, he's, he's not that good at working. And then, I don't know, it was just like, like very easy to like make fun of and sort of see your way through. Like there were no real surprises. There was nothing really, it wasn't a bad movie at all, but there was just nothing interesting about it at all. And I was sort of disappointed because I feel like, yeah, you're Clint Eastwood. Like, do something cool. Uh, you know, the the whole like get off my lawn thing isn't isn't that interesting. I <laughs> guess it's funny, and there there are a lot of people. I I actually went through and looked on IMDb, um, and what a lot of people were saying about this because I wanted to make sure I wasn't totally off base. And a lot of people disagree with me, but really? uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I thought, a lot the, same, of I thought saying, the same thing. All right. Well, good. I'm I'm glad. Uh, it didn't keep me from mildly enjoying the movie. No, I certainly. It, was I, it wasn't a bad movie. Like I definitely, again, yeah, mildly enjoyed it. But uh, it wasn't that. It, a lot of people were saying that like really balanced comedy and uh, drama well, and like the comedy, the entire comedy of the movie, or almost the entire comedy of the movie, is just like racist jokes that you're supposed to be like like. They try and make you feel better by, like, you're laughing at the person making the racist joke. But really, you're, I mean, it's just racist jokes. Like, that, so you're just kind of like, oh, okay, racist jokes. Ha, 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 Okay, now drama, seriousness, gang members. Oh, bad. I don't know. It's just – I really didn't think that it, it it painted a well-researched or interesting or, like, multidimensional picture of anything. And it, so that that's all I have to say about that. Right. I feel, a, yeah, I feel like it was really over the top. Like, I don't think anything in that was portrayed in that movie would ever actually happen. But it was supposed right. to be kind of a realistic drama. A lot of the dialogue was very forced. Like, there were several times. I actually, um, I watched it with Raisa, my fiance, and um, and uh, there were several times where, like, we got into the discussion of like, is this bad acting or is it a bad script? It's probably both. Um, Clint Eastwood's, of course, a very good actor, but like a lot of the uh, other characters, like. Yeah, there's not really anyone else in this. Is it's bad that? acting or if it's a bad script or both because it, like the lines just don't sound real. Right. 
there's not really anyone else in this other than Clint Eastwood, right? Like, oh. I mean, he's he's the big name, yeah. Right, yeah, in terms of names. Like, and it's supposed to be, like, I don't know where exactly it's supposed to be in Michigan, but you've got, like, the Polish Detroit. community. Is it Detroit? Yeah, like, the Polish community and the, the Hmong. The Hmong, is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know. Humongous. Humongous. The humongous community, um, which is factually accurate, but I don't know uh, what else beyond that. It's just, oh, yeah, gang territory struggle, and it's just, you're an asshole, I'm an asshole, and he wins. I, I think mean, the entire movie is based around like what are they? They want like that kid, somebody's cousin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, his next door neighbor, his next door neighbors are like this Hmong family, and the kid is like a smart kid, but his cousin's a gang member, and he's trying to get him into the like this Hmong gang, and right. like, and then like the and the, it's just very like they're very one dimensional, like the gang it. it like oh here are the bad guys yeah they're okay. bad they're evil for the sake of being evil right There's exactly no, yeah. like yeah. okay cool bad guys all right and so then he's like trying to do his best to i mean long story short he tries to do his best to like make the kid into like a good man and right and i don't know and at the end there's a everybody a dies self-sacrifice and rebirth and it's i don't know it's just it's ridiculous interesting very interesting. Ridiculous. Josh, did you want to talk about a movie? Did you catch a movie over the week? Nah, I didn't see anything. All right. That's fine because uh, that gets us to my uh, favorite part of the week and our favorite uh, – maybe my favorite thing because I've been dominating recently the, the quiz for this week. We usually The Josh do... Freestyle 15 Minutes? The that's, <laughs> that's the segment that you're talking about? Uh, as long cool. As I... Let's do that. <laughs> what? what the that hell? Sounds intriguing. As long as I get the beatbox for you, then I'll be fine. <laughs> you can beatbox for me, all right? <laughs> it's not going to come over well over the microphone. I'm, I'm really good at beatboxing. It's going to come over great over the microphone. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's quiz week this week. So, uh, James, please uh, explain explain what we're doing. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, format of quiz we've done the last few times where it's the title mashup where uh, I will describe two different movies. You have to tell me what the two movies are by blending the titles together, like the infamous hot dog, dog catcher combo to make hot dog catcher. Sweet. Jim, you got to make you... quizzes a little easier when I'm here. Okay. Hot dog catcher. Five <laughs> listeners are on my team. So, anyway, yeah. so uh, I will give you seven lines of information, and the cast will be from one movie, and the plot will be from the other movie. You haven't discussed any of these with the live listeners, have you? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. I think uh, these should all be fresh for them, too. All right. So thoughtful. All right. I think I'm ready. All right. First one. Will Ferrell goes to a foreign country on business. Anna Friel is also there while accompanying Land of the Lost in translation. Wow. Very hey, good. Greg, that's what you're playing against. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. What the hell's Land of the Lost? That's coming to play. Land of the Lost, Will Ferrell, Dinosaurs. Since what, came out what's, last the year. what's the, the race they invent? Of that. Lost? What are they called? I always forget. Skeksis. <laughs> what did you say, Jim? In the TV show, it was Sleestacks. Yeah. And it, was, it, was, it was, yeah. Skeksis is something else. It's the yeah, Dark Christmas. That's from the Dark Christmas. Right. Same what, basic I, thing, really. <laughs> well, except for, you know, Bill Beer was a Sleestack, so it's awesome. That's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. I'm going to have to get the Guard Crystal sounds for this one. Uh, Rachel Wise is married to Ed Harris. Ed accuses her of cheating and beats her. Oh, shit. After more incidents like that, Rachel fakes her death and runs away. Rachel moves to Iowa and meets Jude Law, a drama teacher at a local college. What the hell? Meanwhile, Ed discovers that Rachel is alive and hunts her down. He finds Rachel and knocks Jude Law unconscious. Rachel then kills Ed Harris. Okay, to review. <laughs> the live listeners. But... <laughs> oh, I <laughs> just read Sleeping with the Enemy at the Gates. Oh, yes. I enemy at the Gates. I knew Enemy at the Gates had no yeah, idea how no one was. The live listener with the steal on that yeah, one. Yeah, I guess that. I can't, we haven't had nice this job, Davy Jones. 
This isn't fair because they have two people to get. Oh, oh no. no, that's great. Dave, Davey's playing to win. I, I was positive that was Kill Bill that you were describing for some reason. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get some plots that overlap quite a bit. Like, boy meets girl. Girl. Besides. All right. Here's the next one. Sean Connery works in a coal mine in West Virginia. His son, Alec Baldwin, and some friends start building rockets. With, with the help of their teacher, Tim Curry, they have a successful launch. They are blamed for a forest fire, but it is later, later disproved. This is Hunt for Red October Sky. Yes, oh, it is. I, I totally forgot who the first actor was after like the first line. I'm like, shit. All right. God. Tim Curry. Friend of the show, greatest man alive. Did you say Sam Neill? Because if you had said yeah. if you said yeah. Sam Neill and I didn't get no. him pissed. I did not say Sam Neill, Noah, nor do I think I had him in there. All right. George so, Clooney is a prisoner sent to collect specimens. He is sent out to find out who made the surface world uninhabitable. Oceans twelve monkeys? Yes. <laughs> I just, do I just, we have a four way tie right now? Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. If we're counting the live listeners as one person. Yes. All right. This hasn't been uh, done before, by the way. We've never had live listeners competing. This is this is different. Well, we've tried to, but normally they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think, that, yeah, this might be the first time a live listener has ever gotten one right on the fly. I'm not sure. All right. This, <laughs> we'll go with a tough one. A tough one. Eli Wallach is a TV producer. Clint Eastwood is brought in to bolster ratings. They butt heads but started bet. Clint has to help Eli land Lee Van Cleef, or he has to leave the show. Clint succeeds, but accepts a new job offer anyway. The good, the bad, and the ugly truth. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I am... Um... I was not positive there is a movie called The Ugly Truth, but right. okay. How the hell do you work off that ugly? Yeah, truth. especially when I had a male f- filling in uh, for Catherine Heigl's role. So that's kind of very impressive. Very impressive. All right. Tom Hanks is divorced and is watching his kids for the weekend. An attack is launched, and the family runs for its life. They take refuge in the abandoned house of their mom, Amy Adams. They cross a river and meet up with the military resistance. The son, Philip Seymour Hoffman, joins the military attack. Oh, shit. Yeah, go ahead. Hanks and his daughter, Emily Blunt, find refuge in Julia Roberts' cellar. And lastly, Charlie Wilson's War of the Worlds. Yeah, it's yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I knew it was worth. I knew, I knew it was the that person's war, and I could not think of the name. Nope. Hearts War of the Worlds was a, a vote from the live listeners. I don't know what that is. Hearts War. I think that's, that's a Bruce, Bruce uh, Willis movie. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah. Clint Eastwood and his family return home from camping. A lot of Clint Eastwood around here. They accidentally run over a legendary creature. <laughs> Dirty Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. yes. No way. <laughs> Are you Dirty kidding? Harry That's all it takes. <laughs> Very good. All right. This, Next one. Whatever happens in this quiz, it's n- it's null. It doesn't even matter. Because <laughs> why? All right. Three boys are close friends until one of them is kidnapped and sexually abused. The Mystic River Wild. One of the boys, Brad Pitt, gets married and has three daughters. Mystic River runs through it. Yes. Damn it! <laughs> I had Mystic it River it. too. Don't think you gave it to <laughs> me. I had it. Wild. Kevin Bacon, are you kidding me? It's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, Kevin Bacon would have been in both movies. How do I you know. That's, do that? that's probably why I chose not oh, to. Oh my god. Uh, I, right. I get like half a point or something. 
For <laughs> I'll give you a high five next time I'm in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. John Hurt is ex-CIA. He gets a job as Anne Bancroft's bodyguard. They become friends. Anne gets kidnapped. The money exchange goes bad. Anthony Hopkins gets John Hurt lots of weapons. <laughs> I like that. John Hurt goes on a killing spree of revenge. Okay, to review. John Hurt is ex-CIA. He gets a job as Ang Bancroft's bodyguard. They become close friends. Anne gets kidnapped. The money exchange goes bad. Anthony Hopkins gets John Hurt access to lots of weapons. And John Hurt goes on a killing spree of revenge. I, I definitely have one of them. It's yeah. probably one other people have. Is it ele- the elephant man on fire? It is elephant man nice on fire. Job. Nice, nice job. Josh, I, take I it. Didn't, I did. I John Hurt. I had no idea that he was an elephant man, but he Anthony is the Hopkins elephant man, and, as a matter of fact, and Bancroft. Oh, oh that's yeah. probably why I didn't know he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was him. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go with this Wait, one. Can we get a scoreboard real quick? Uh, yeah. Let me do a quick one, one. Looks like Gosh. Dill has three. Mm. Jeff has <laughs> three. Greg Ooh. has one, and guests. Oh, Jeff has three too. Okay. Yep. That, well, that's All like right. I was counting that one. It's like yeah. mono e mono. All right. Johnny Depp. Sorry, Johnny Depp makes <laughs> a scientific <laughs> breakthrough for the military. He takes it upon himself to do human testing on himself. The experiment works, but cannot be reversed. Johnny goes home, but takes a detour by sneaking into his neighbor's apartment unseen. Johnny later finds out his two co-workers, Christopher Walken and Christina Ricci, are having an affair. This infuriates Johnny because Christina... The Sleepy Hollow Man? What's that? The Sleepy Hollow Man? Sleepy Hollow Man is correct. Wow, I was on a totally different track and I thought I had the right answer. (laughs) What was it? At least half of it. I thought one of them was I Am Legend and something else was something else. Legends of the Fall. Uh, I Am Legend of Bagger Vance with Will Smith in both roles. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut up, all right? <laughs> all right. You're, you're in tie for the lead. You don't, have to, you don't have to explain yourself to Jim. Denzel Washington picks up his brother Wesley Snipes from jail. Man on fire. Damn it. No. They visit their old orphanage and find out it needs money. Denzel Washington and Wesley Snipes. We're <laughs> in a movie together? <laughs> they decide to get their band back together. They pretend to be a country band for their first gig. They persuade Samuel L. Jackson to book them a concert. Spike Lee leads the cops in a manhunt for the brothers. They play the gig, save the orphanage, and get arrested. Okay, to review. Denzel Washington picks up his brother, Wesley Snipes, from jail. They visit their old orphanage and find out it needs money. They decide to get their band back together. They pretend to be a country band on their first gig. They persuade Samuel L. Jackson to book a concert. Spike Lee leads the cops in a manhunt for the brothers. They well, play. My listeners are guessing Hill Street Blues Brothers. Uh, no, especially since Hill Street Blues is a TV yeah. show. <laughs> they play the gig. Yes. Save the orphanage. Yes. Get arrested. <laughs> no answers. You can't. Wait. I have no Wait, idea. Listen, you don't eliminate. Are you eliminating articles? Like, are you eliminating thes? Like thes and a's. I'll skip over those. Yeah. Okay. So, if it's a- so it could be singing the blues brothers if there was a movie called Singing the Blues. Um. Yes, of, well, could, that wouldn't be eliminating anything. Oh, you're right. Yeah. About, Greg. You're, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, if if A or the might be in between the two titles, I could take that out and Got accept it. it. All right. That's that's what I was wondering. All right, the answer for Hill this Street one? Blues Brothers Karamazov. I'm sure <laughs> Denzel Washington's. Uh, the correct answer is Mo Better Blues. Mo Better. A good old Spike Lee yeah. film. I was like, do the right thing. Like I don't know. I don't know. Mo All Better right. Blues. I never. Yep. Wow. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. Better Blues. Um, Let's go with this one. Robin Williams and John Lithgow have their own show. They sign a deal and get corporate sponsorship. Meanwhile, Robin's girlfriend, Glenn Close, is working on a deal of her own. Robin becomes jealous of Glenn Close and the producer, and they break up. Wayne's World According to Garp? Yes. Wow. That wow. Was nice job. <laughs> Damn it. That was a stretch. Okay. Three more. <clears throat> Karen Allen and Donald Sutherland are, on a, are an unhappy couple. Donald rents out a house for a party. He offers money to anyone who can survive the night. Animal House on a Animal House on oh, Haunted Hill. Oh, oh. <laughs> it is Animal House on Haunted Hill. James, that was me, right? I believe it was Greg. God damn it. Yes. But I, I really don't know, considering you know some of the events I know that transpired during quizzes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll concede <laughs> right. it. I'll concede it. I think Greg got there before I did. Okay. Four friends, James Martin, Vidi Jones, Kelsey Grammer, and Anna Paquin, set out on an overnight hike. They cut through private property and are chased away by Rebecca Romaine. They cut through a swamp. They find the body, but others show up. A gang consisting of Ellen Page, Famke Jansen, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Halle Berry, and Hugh Jackman want the body. Lots of friends of the show involved. Lots of friends of the show. James Martin wards them off with a gun. Oh, what is that movie? They report the body. X-Men Last Stand by Me. Yes, X-Men Last Stand by Me. Also, I was wondering how the hell X-Men would fit in there. (laughs) X-Men, what? Okay, this is the last one. Wayne Knight works for a software company. No. (laughs) The company hires Larry Bird and Bill Murray to restructure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a bird. Oh, oh. Office Space Jam. Fuck yes. yeah. Oh, no. Office. Fuck yeah. Get oh, the oh. fuck out of here. Devastating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was my last one. You guys know about this, but you can go to Space Jam's website, like the one that they made in 1996, and it's completely unchanged. Someone is someone is keeping that <laughs> thing alive. Oh yeah, I knew that. I knew that too. Because <laughs> it's you. God, you 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 won the Batman Forever challenge last week or last <laughs> quiz, and now you got Space Jam. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I got Jeff at six, Greg at four. Uh, Dill at three. I think he's at three. So I had at least six. Uh, Davey at one and not answered. Yeah, that's what we got. So Jeff wins. Yep. Jeff's back on top. Yay! That's how we're gonna. <laughs> there is play. order in the universe. That's how we're gonna <laughs> let this play out. Oh, it's all rigged, everybody. It's rigged. It's bullshit. It's rigged my ass. I earned that victory. That's a good, uh, another good quiz, James. Thanks. That was a uh, great quiz. No, I was defeated. Oh, you're I, welcome. I'll never get tired of that quiz either. It's a good yeah, I'm running out of combinations. I have to like write them down as I think of them because I always have to rethink of the list every week or yeah, every third week. Like, oh God, what did I have? I'll be know when cop and a half is involved because that's, yeah. I'm waiting for that. But this, uh, now that the quiz is wrapped up, we have our a Parker Posey play along, which is a uh, question of the week. Sort of one we bring to the boards at gungapit.com and also at the Facebook page, uh, the movie hour page on Facebook. Last question was Jeff's question, and it was, uh, what true life event do you think should inspire a movie, or you think would make a, a good movie? 
Um, and yeah, Jeff, do you want to, out of the answers, you want to pick something special? I actually should mention, I did not answer it live. Like you might would know this. I did not answer on the show. Uh, we were talking about it afterwards when Jeff had left and how I, uh, wanted to do something with a Unabomber and I decided you could go Unabomber one of two ways. You could do, uh, a look at Ted Kaczynski, like just do comedy style somehow where the Unabomber is actually not hurting somebody. And you could have Will Ferrell be the Unabomber just like he was in SNL. Or you take a look at the family of the Unabomber and just have the Unabomber like not be a character in the movie and have his brother sell him out at the last minute. Um, <laughs> you could do that. I like the first I like way. That the, the, I, I wonder what the exact amount of people that you're allowed to kill before people are allowed to like not are not allowed to parody you yeah. for <laughs> like for comic purposes. Like nobody's doing Holocaust parodies. I know that. Like it, Unabomber. Yeah, no, that's up for grabs. Make yeah, fun of it. It's got a funny name too. Yeah, that's a, a good point. A very good point. Uh, but yeah, any, anyhow, that was my that was my answer later on. I had a tough tough uh time with it just because it's one of those where you think of something and it's been done it's like shit yeah it was tough i was happy i came away with something <laughs> you know i'm kind of i guess I'm not surprised but i was hoping somebody would use dc sniper that that was a pretty amazing story yeah. when it happened also a good answer um but another one where how many people died before i guess it's not comedy you do every yeah i i, I yeah. didn't recommend that anyone make a, a comedy <laughs> <laughs> we don't make light of these things greg oh Oh man! Anyhow, uh, so that's a great adventure any of us have left. J- Josh, do you have a, a spur of the moment answer for that question? Uh, not answer. really. I, it's tough. Uh, kind of in the back of my mind, and it relates back to a discussion we had a long time ago. But um, how somebody like somebody is at the head of the Spanish Inquisition, just pulling a bunch of strings, and they know it was total bullshit. But like, I think it'd be it'd make a really cool movie. That's, and there's that's a really cool that, idea. That Not kind a of lot out there about the that. Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, I think there are some movies that kind of uh, are kind of on the outside of that, but I don't. At least I don't know of any movies that are specifically about the Inquisition. I think it'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be a good choice. Uh, but yeah, so that was Jeff's question. We have now James' questions. James Week, and uh, I guess uh, yeah, what you got, bro? Um, my question, which. It's funny because my answer is something we were talking about right before the podcast. Um, who is your favorite villain slash antagonist? That's from a comedy. And we're talking my about answer, the answer. Yes, my answer is Ted Knight as Judge Smales. Nice, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that before. So. <laughs> and he just exudes Lee's bag and is just i mean he's hilarious at the same time so i i just love that character i think it's a huge part of that film i think he really gets i guess you don't i guess you don't (laughs) (laughs) he's awesome and perfect and i think he gets overlooked a lot in that film which is a shame because he's a huge part of it in my opinion they talk like i remember i'm trying to remember who was being interviewed talking about like how funny ted knight was and that and they were like in part of the cast and crew and it i don't think it was Dangerfield, but it was just yeah he's hilarious he is. you know mm, how'd you like to mow my lawn mm-hmm. uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't shine as much as everybody else but he is fucking hilarious in that movie oh see I'm, i don't I think know. he shines yeah. just as much as yeah I think, I think he's one of the better better characters in that movie yeah He's awesome. In that it's movie. a pretty weak field, so it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. Favorite yeah. bad guy. Favorite villain or antagonist from a comedy. I almost feel like I'm cheating right now because I, I think if you hadn't said Ted Knight, I wouldn't be going with this. But my mind pretty much immediately shot to Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Okay. The I mean, for the, for the same basic reasons that he he's he, he's just he's very funny. It's, he's incredibly easy to hate. He's got a lot of really great like uh, <laughs> stupid lines and like I don't know. He's got that like he he shoots and he like winks and stuff. I don't. He really really easy to hate and and right. very very funny. He sells it really well. Yeah. Uh, immediately what came to my mind was Nigel from Top Secret. That's great. He's just got so many great lines and that like blonde fro that he's got going on is just fantastic. I don't even know what to call that thing. God. Come my darling, let me take you to the fallout shelter. (laughs) 
that is a good one. That is a good one. I don't even know who that guy is. He deserves to be known. I'm gonna look I up saw his name him right now. Something else in my mind almost fucking exploded. I'm gonna. Try <laughs> um. Wow, that's a good answer too. Kate. Uh, anyways, I'll give my answer first, and it's not very good. I actually thought about it when Jeff thought about his Happy Gilmore pick, but and I was gonna go with Billy Madison, and it was your our, our boy uh, Bradley Whitford who plays Eric in that movie. Nice. Um. But I I will completely concede that your guys' answers are better. I, I think he's great in that movie. He's obviously like not violently threatening anybody. It's a comedy, but he's hilarious in it, just playing the straight face. What what do they see in this guy? How is Billy doing this? Like just oh he graduated ninth grade? Shit. Like it's just hilarious. Um, but yeah, I uh the only like I don't know if it's even counts as a as a an answer because I don't know if it's supposed to be that comedy, but from kindergarten cop dude, ponytail guy, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> crisp, crisp. <laughs> he is awesome in that movie too. <laughs> I would say that movie's a comedy. Like <laughs> that's definitely a comedy. There, there's some intentional comedy in there, so yeah, I mean it's a comedy cop movie. Oh man, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we have live listeners quoting my our answers now. Uh, but we uh, Katie live listeners picked uh, Big Earn from our uh, our Kingpin, which we've talked. Great answer. Yeah, great answer. <laughs> Fantastic answer. And I think that's uh, that must be the the answer. Uh, I guess we're missing. Davey doesn't have an answer. Nigel's in something like like three times a year. By the way, he's in all sorts <laughs> really? of shit. Really? Wow. Yeah. He's, oh, he's, he's the Val Kilmer of his time. Yeah. Dude, that <laughs> is a, I think I think that takes the cake. I love that pick. That is amazing. Um, but man, a good question. A good question, James. Yeah, I like that question. Yeah, there should be plenty of answers. So hopefully, we'll get some feedback. Favorite end. Yeah. So again, I guess uh, le- rephrase it, rephrase it one last time, so we can put it up. Uh, we'll put it up on the boards, Gunk Pit, and uh, yeah. move our pick. Who is your favorite villain slash antagonist from comedy? Cool. Fantastic. Um, yeah, a, a great question. And uh, everybody, I know we uh, we don't talk about family enough here, but it's uh, Thanksgiving coming up this this week, and I hope everyone has a fantastic. Thanksgiving. Enjoy uh, family and friends. And uh, yeah, James and Jeff, another fantastic uh, episode in the bag. Thank you for your input. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we're pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. <laughs> as, as I'm drinking my beer, hanging out. Josh, thanks again for joining us. No problem, boss. Yeah, boss. And uh, yeah, thank you, listeners. Thank you, live listeners. And uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time when the Lions beat Green Bay. The James Dean's Rebel Without a Movie Hour. See you later. Hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode, the James Dean's Rebel Without a Movie Hour. I am, of course, your host, Greg Maloney. Uh, Sorry, guys. Sorry, everyone. Was he delivering pizzas? No. Get stuck into a when he's hitting on those girls in the very beginning. Yeah, dude. Oh I guess they don't like pizza. Yeah. <laughs> in your dreams. In my dreams, you'll be a little thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Best line ever. The first five minutes of that movie is so good. Lesser known. Everybody knows the Rat King. I don't. He probably did have, in terms of villains, like he had Shredder, Krang, and then the Rat King, probably. <laughs> what? Oh, How about Leatherhead? <laughs> Baxter, probably. I would say of the side villains, Baxter probably had the most airtime. <laughs> yeah, Baxter. <laughs> totally Baxter. I can't believe you're not giving Leatherhead his proper due. I guarantee. I guarantee.
I always wanted to be in one of your fucking plays. I know you did, mate. 